Hello guys, my name is Brenda Medina and I am your host for Un Poquito de Trash. Hola, hola, ¿cómo están? I hope all is well y se estén portando bonito, por favor. Eh, yo la verdad... On my end, yo amanecí de malas, güey. Amanecí de malas y con un chingo de alergias. Bueno, to clarify, no amanecí de malas. Gradually, throughout the day, me puse de malas por las pinches alergias. En primer lugar, ¿en qué mundo existe que en el tiempo de otoño, que es la mejor temporada del año, te dé putas alergias? Yo lo único que quiero hacer en mis mañanas, güey, es salir con un suéter, sentir el aire fresco, frío, tomarme un cafecito, caminando los perros, that's all I want. Pero no, Texas, en Chibi Specific Austin, Texas, sale con sus pendejadas que nos quiere dar alergias a la mayoría de la gente y fregarnos el día, güey. Y fregarnos el día. Pero bueno, ya ven. We can always have good days. Para eso están los días malos. To spice things up. Porque if we had a lot of good days. Uh, yeah, we'd probably be really freaking bored. Pero ya. Dejemos de hablar de mi dolor del día. Eh, let's just dive into today's topic. Pero claro, antes de empezar. Listener's discretion is advice porque ya ves uno nunca sabe pero bueno previamente en uno de mis episodios yo había mencionado como una parte corta de un podcast no me acuerdo en cuál podcast era porque ya ven ya tengo muchos <ríe> ahí tengo como cinco hoy pero bueno en uno de mis episodios había mencionado de que I was have depth Turns out that most people um, did not know that. I have a few friends that reached out and they're like, oh, when I, you know, they heard my podcast and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were half deaf. I don't tell much people. No es de que yo estoy divulgando ahí, hey, 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 yo no escucho, hey, o sea, no, no, güey. O sea, la, la mayoría de mis amigos, mis acquaintances, es muy rara la vez que ellos sepan. I only tell my close friends and pues obviamente ya now my podcast, you know, I have to be a little vulnerable. Y a decirle a la gente. Y pues sí. I have learned to adjust it. To adjust. Sorry. Um, how to deal with people. And how to communicate with people. I have learned throughout the years. How to um, read lips. Obviamente porque yo. A una edad. At a very young age. I decided to stop wearing hearing aids. I just. It was too much for me. It was too much to deal with me, for me. Y pues yo ya no quería dealer con esas pendejadas. Pero bueno. También les quería avisar de que pues si ando respirando así como que muy fuerte. O estoy tomando agua o destornudo. Pues es porque tengo alergias. Entonces obviamente este podcast es orgánico. Entonces van a escuchar todo el desmadre. <laughs> But I guess we should talk about the beginning. Uh, the beginning of 
my education and how it was um, starting school, you could say, porque yo tengo esas memorias muy clavadas en mí, la verdad. I always will always remember registering for school. That was like something I will never forget. Y pues yo me acuerdo como si fue, como si era ayer. Um, myself and I and my parents, me acuerdo que we had gone to the public school to register me to start el año. Y pues obviamente pues yo nací half deaf, no era de que it just gradually happened. Um, I was born half deaf, so ellos lo tenían que avisar a la directora de que I was half deaf. Y ella pues obviamente dijo que I, I did not belong in a public school. That the best option for me would probably be in a deaf school. Y yo me acuerdo que ese mismo día we drove our asses to the deaf school. If you live in Santa Fe, the Dev School is on Cerrillos Road, right across from Burrito Spot, intercrossing, interstating. Was it St. Michael's? Is that, is that what it is? I don't even remember. Pero bueno, I do remember this building because it was actually really nice. The front part of the school, it was like a whole bunch of tall trees. So it was very shady and like a Victorian looking building. O sea, por ejemplo... Have you guys seen in the scary movies donde siempre tienen los orfanatos en una, una casa así super vieja, güey, and it's super dark? Así era, güey. Así era, pero pues para mí eso estaba chido. Y pues obviamente también eh, it was a bit scary porque entramos a la escuela, güey, and it was super quiet. Like there was just this vibe about this place that it was just like quiet and creepy and it was just interesting. Yo me sentí out of place. I, did, I felt out of place. Yeah, cuando obviamente nos, nos we met up with that principal, eh, la directora de ahí, nos dijo que tampoco pertenecía en una escuela for the half dip because I could hear. So just imagine me as a half deaf Mexican American girl at that time in the 90s, the education, the education system, they didn't know what the fuck to do with me. Porque either you were completely deaf or you were not. There was no in between, you know. So finally, we went back to the public school. They did some phone calls, blah, blah, blah. And they concluded that I should start in a public school. ¿Y por qué, y por qué les va a mentir, güey? O sea, la, obviamente, I was super excited to start school. Yo creo que la mejor parte de cuando tú empiezas la escuela... Es cuando te van y te llevan al Walmart, güey, a comprar tus cosas. Tu mochila, tu lunchbox, tus lápices, tu ropa. I think that's the best part. Y pues obviamente, we were on Medicaid en esos tiempos. And Medicaid gave some good shit. They would give like the cool uh, My Little Pony lunchbox. Like with the glitter and all that. Y pues sí, estaba chido, obviamente. So I can't say that I was not excited pero pues obviamente todo cambió. Todo cambió cuando empecé la puta escuela. <laughs> yeah. So I remember the first instructions that were given to my parents and I. De que nosotros teníamos que vernos con la directora en el primer día de clases con ella. Y 
pues en ese momento, we went and followed the instructions. My parents dropped me off. Se despidieron. Y la directora me encamina a la clase, güey. Me encamina a la clase como que... Hmm, interesting. Y pues sí, tú pensarías, o sea, en una clase normal, regular atmosphere, what people do normally on the first day, they do a big huddle, a big circle, y van por cada escuincle preguntándoles el color favorito y su, y su comida favorita. Y qué les gusta hacer después cuando llegan a la casa o your, for your spare time. Okay, that's a normal classroom. Para mí, güey, era como presentarme dos veces, siempre, cada puto año. Porque la directora me llevaba el primer día de clases, me presentaba con toda la clase y me... Me sí, pues obviamente me llamo Brenda, se llama Brenda, Medina, bla, bla, bla. Y pues siempre de que tratenla como una, una, una persona regular. Y pues sí, la primera regla también de cada año para mí de la directora era yo sentarme enfrente de la clase todos los putos años porque obviamente no podía escuchar bien. Entonces, I had to sit in the front row of the class. And yo... De malandra, güey. Yo quiero bien malandrilla. That's the worst thing you could do. ¿Ok? Porque siempre los malandrillos se sentaban atrás de la clase. So, for me, I hated to be in front of the class because it was just weird, first of all. So, ever since that, every year, the kids just treated me different. Yo era diferente, ¿ok? Y no había un día en todo... La, los años de, la, de los años escolares de que no llegaba un escuincle, un escuincle y me preguntaba qué hacían esos aparatos en mis orejas eh, que no escucho bien o por qué, por qué si hablo bien, no veo o sea, unas, unas preguntas pendejas pero pues obviamente we're kids at that time we're curious, we're curious George so we want to know everything and we, we tend to ask dumb questions when we're kids because let's be honest kids are just rude and they're very brutally blunt ellos les vale madre, güey. Les vale madre la vida. Y pues también, para acá la chingar. Para acabar la chingar, güey. Los primeros, creo que, ¿qué serían? Probably two years of mis años escolares in elementary school. The system was so fucked up that I had to go to... What was it? ¿Cómo les decían? Pero en las clases esas, uh, where they would put the kids with autism. Y pues no, güey. O sea, that's when I, I felt as, as a six, seven, eight-year-old, I believe I was. That's painful. You, that's very painful to be in a class full of autism porque I was fully aware of my surroundings, obviously. O sea, los niños with autism, I'm pretty sure they are aware, pero pues obviamente yo no tenía autism. And I felt, me sentía, no sé. I felt like a bit connected with the kids with autism because they always, oh my gosh, it hurts. They just, um, they're always outcast. They were always the outsiders. And me feeling that feeling that I was an outsider, dude, it felt like shit. Imagínate, yo, una niña de 6, 7 años, having that feeling like you don't even belong already in a place, it's horrible. It's horrible. Eh, pero pues, ya, yeah, I guess, me, yo me tengo que aguantar 
como dos años. Entonces, en mis clases regulares me sacaban como una hora de mi clase regular que was first, second grade y me ponían en la clase with the autism kids to, I, I don't know, do puzzles, do, you know, different things, I guess, basic math, basic English. And it really freaking sucked. Pero sí me acuerdo, eso sí, como les digo, todos los malos momentos también tienen buenos. I do remember having a really uh, best friend a really best friend, a really good friend that she became my best friend in first grade. And pues obviamente we were really close friends most of our elementary years. Y pues obviamente ella era the popular one, dude. She was the one that was good in sports. She was the one that was very sociable. Y pues if you're hearing this podcast, thank you girl for being my friend all those years in elementary school. And I think I wouldn't have done it without her because she made me feel normal you could say it was good to feel normal and it seemed like it it didn't really matter to her que no escuchaba bien and like she probably didn't even notice that I have hearing that I had hearing aids most of the time she just made me feel welcome y pues sí como les digo era una pinche chinga and I think um I stopped wearing my hearing aids probably around fifth grade y pues en ese tiempo, they had given me reading glasses. Pa' acá la chingar, güey. Pa' acá la chingar. Reading glasses. Hearing aids. And I think at that time, I was going through kind of like puberty. I think I had just gotten like my period. Y pues no, güey. O sea, era el peor año de mi, mi, mis años escolares. It was probably fifth grade. And at that time, you that's when you start liking boys too, I've noticed. So, of course... None of the boys were ever into me. Ever. Era, o sea, yo era así como que Betty la fea, güey. Betty la fea. Y, ay, se me olvidó contarles que también en, ya cuando me sacaron de, mi, de mis clases de autism, que les dije que eran los primeros dos años, when the public schools finally decided to kind of get their shit together at, at that time, eh, I went to this other class con otra señora que no era clase de autism, it was just kids that had had a hard time dealing with school, I guess you could say. And this lady, dude, let me tell you, she taught us Tai Chi. She taught us how to cook, how to plant, o sea, cosas que se hace en las vidas de adultos. Todo eso yo lo quiero hacer hoy. So, can you believe I was doing all this shit in um, elementary school? So, that was cool because I, I learned a little bit more about myself. And it was cool just to leave the outside world for a little bit and not be seen or get bullied just for an hour out of the day. So that was nice. Pero bueno, ya en, element en uh, middle school, todavía la gente no sabe. La gente no tiene ni puta idea that I am half deaf because I think by fifth grade, yeah, when I got rid of my hearing aids, Um, I kind of just decided to learn how to read lips, I guess. I was not learn, but I was kind of forced. Eh, so, obviamente yo veía muchas novelas y muchas cosas. So, I would try and like turn off las novelas, uno de Squinkle, and see if I could be able to understand them without um, listening. So, I would try and read the lips that way. So that's how I learned how to um, read lips. So, gracias Televisa por tu, por tu ayuda en mi vida personal. 
Um, but yeah, again, high school, I guess it was semi-normal, pero pues obviamente eh, todo me not being able to hear me afectó my self-esteem, you could say. And, and the way I did my work, porque me dio como muchas, how do I say this? I, I, a lot of doubts. I felt like um, I could not do a lot of things what air quote normal people could do. Um, so that kind of hurt me, you could say. Y pues también, I guess I could say that I spent my entire elementary school years trying to fit in. I think that was such a priority for me porque I didn't fit in and I got bullied in elementary. Entonces yo quise como cambiar las cosas en high school and, and try and fit in. Entonces a mí me valía madre la escuela, güey. Eh, yo no ponía atención, me iba de pinta. I was such a, a rebellious, o sea, obviamente yo tenía mi coche en high school, so entonces yo me iba de pinta. Me iba y hacía pendejadas. Y cuando regresaba a las clases, siempre I would give attitude. It was just a very rebellious high school for me. Porque pues, como les dije, para mí era la más importante was trying to fit in because I never fit in when I was younger. And until we got, I didn't think until my, my senior is cuando ya senté cabeza, de hecho. I, for some reason, something happened where I just really started liking school a lot. And I'm like, you know what? I need to do something about my life. Pero otra vez, vamos with the insecurities. I never applied to like a big university um, for the same reason. Because dije, no, o sea, I'm not smart enough. Like I can't, I'm not, I won't be able to listen. I don't want to have to like tell the entire world or tell the, the university teachers that I can't hear. Or like a lot of things just went through my mind that I just did not have to deal with. Y pues obviamente también aplicar por un trabajo. Ya ves que siempre en las aplicaciones te dicen if you have a disability. So there's always that doubt in my mind. Should I even mention it to the people? Should I tell the people? Um, so I have gone through my life not telling people that I can't fucking hear shit. <laughs> so yeah, like it's just, um, it's been an interesting journey. Not gonna lie. It's been hard. It's been, um. Hard not able to understand some things. Um, how being half deaf has affected my speech también. O sea, yo siento como que hay ciertas palabras que no puedo decir. Some words that I cannot pronounce. Um, there's just a lot of things that I still feel like I can't do because of it. And sometimes I wish I could uh, watch like a show or even go to the movies a gusto. Like even me going to the movies is really hard. Because I don't understand, even though the, the sound could be really loud, pero para mí personalmente, if there's if it's super loud, there's this like weird squeaky noise in my eardrums that makes it impossible to hear. Um, so I love watching TV or movies with caption, and I wish the big movie theaters would give us captions. I would that would be so awesome. If that would be an option, porque pues obviamente yo me pierdo de la acción la mayoría del tiempo. Yo, la mayoría, I miss the plot of what the movie is about because I can't fucking hear shit or I can't read in this in this case. Um, but yet again, también being half dead has taught me so many things in life. 
um, how to be a chingona and not give up. And regardless, like now I tell the whole world, I don't even hide it. I, back then me daba vergüenza decirle a la gente, eh, que pensará la gente de mí o like, you know, pero pues obviamente da más vergüenza cuando estás hablando y no puedes escuchar and you can't respond properly. So yo en este punto ya le digo a todo el mundo, I've accepted it. Why deny something that I can't really fix at this point? Um, I could, yeah, keep on wearing hearing aids, but I've already gotten used to not wearing hearing aids. And even wearing hearing aids, there's still like this echo noise that makes it impossible to even hear properly or like a normal person. O sea, no, no se puede. Eh, pero la verdad, yo agradezco a las personas que sí saben la paciencia que han tenido conmigo. Eh, my sister, especially because I live with her. And even my boyfriend, you know, at starting the relationship, for some reason, I knew I was going to spend a lot of time with him. You'll say off the bat. And I just felt comfortable telling him. And I feel like it shouldn't be an issue because you want to be able to communicate with that person at all times and even just tell people to me. And even when I'm at Starbucks and there's too much noise and they're saying something, I normally just request for them to raise their voice a little bit higher because I am half deaf. Pero, yeah, um, I'm sorry this um, episode is so long. I think because I had so much to share and um, I had so many memories of my past. Um, but they're good memories. They are really good. I think um, I like keeping them porque it reminds me of the person that I am now. Pero pues si algunos de ustedes, you know, you guys have some sort of disability Just look back at your past and think about how far you've come and all the things that you have um, accomplished and overcome to be where you are now. And I think that's a very beautiful feeling. Pero bueno, gracias chicos y chicas por escuchar este podcast. Se los agradezco de corazón, la verdad. Um, this episode is takes had took had. I can't even talk. Has taken a lot of vulnerability out of me. And has, you know, me sharing something so personal. I feel um, like a lot of people could find it relatable. Pero bueno, chicos, ya los dejo. And I hope you guys have a great day. Los quiero, carajo.